0: Welcome to the Health Buddy Podcast. Sharing advice on nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle habits to help you live a longer, healthier, and happier life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Health Buddy Podcast. Just before we get going today, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has been listening over the last few weeks. It's great to see that we're reaching so many people, and I just hope that some of the advice that I share on the podcast can help at least one person to live a healthier life. If you can do one thing for me in return, it would be to head over to the website healthbuddy.fit and sign up for the free Taster Week. That's the free Taster Week of my signature Health Buddy Academy program. If you're looking to lose weight, improve your health, reset your system a little bit, that free week's gonna be a great way to do that. No obligation whatsoever to do anything else. So just go over to the website healthbuddy.fit Stick your details in, grab the free week, and give it a go. And if you have given it a go, or you're going to this week, let me know how you get on. I love to hear good results, I love to hear people doing well, so please drop me a message and let me know how that goes for you. Today, I would like to talk about why you do not need to lose weight to look good, but why you absolutely should be losing weight for lots of other reasons. Now, this subject has come about because over the last few weeks, being Christmas coming up, been out Christmas shopping, seeing a lot more people than I would normally see. And let's be fair, most people that I see are normally in the gym, at boot camps, at one-to-one classes. And most of them people are doing something to act. well, all them people are doing something to actively look after their health, to improve their health and their body shape. When you go out into the wider world and you go out into a shopping centre you also get to see there's a lot of people that are not doing a lot to improve their health and I'd like to say straight away this is not me preaching or, or telling people off or saying you have to be healthy you have to be fit you have to do this and you have to do that not at all I'm not saying that but obviously in, in the industry I'm in and with my own way of thinking I want people to be as healthy as possible the whole reason I do this job is because, and I call it a job, I absolutely love doing it, it doesn't feel like a job to me, but I want to help people to live a healthier life, and and I see people out in places like shopping centres, and, and if we go anywhere public, like theatre shows or, or football games or anything like that, we see a vast range of people on, on such a big audience, you see so many varying types of people, and it it really does... Frustrate me. It breaks my heart to see people that are that are clearly very unhealthy, very overweight, tucking into a McDonald's or a KFC or some some churros from a from a pop-up Mexican stand. It it really does frustrate me, and I always I look at the people and I and I wonder what what it takes for that little switch to go off in your head to say, okay, I've I've reached a point now where I have to do something else. I have, to, I have to make changes because my life is deteriorating so fast that I cannot carry on on the path I'm on now. I have to change that path. I have to change what I'm doing and get better results because at the minute, my life is only going to get worse. And I don't know what it takes for each individual. There's, there's no one answer for everyone to say, this is what you do to, to flick that switch in your head. Everybody's different and it'll come at different times for people in different ways. But more recently, in the last few years, I would say body positivity has become a huge thing. I would say mainly within the female market, body positivity is, is a very hot topic at the moment. And, and it should be. You know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not knocking that either. Body positivity is great. Everyone should go out full of confidence, full of love for themselves, not give a shit about what anyone says about them. And, and that's great to have that confidence. It really is. And, and I admire everyone who's got that. But there, there's, a, there's another side to the coin here. And that is that you have to look at the bigger picture. It's great that you may be 10 stone overweight and you may be really rocking your body positivity and you're going out there every day wearing whatever you want. You don't give a shit about what anyone says. That's great. It's great now when you're 24, when you're 25. If, if you're carrying on down that path and you're 10 stone overweight at 25 years of age, and then you think, well, I'm putting on 7, 8, maybe even 14 pounds per year. In 10 years time, when I'm 35, I'm going to be 20 stone overweight. And great, if you're still body positive at that weight, brilliant. It's wonderful. But there's a lot of other things going on under the skin which are gonna cause you a lot of problems. And you may not realize these when you're 24, 25. When you get over 40, you're gonna start realizing the the damage that's gone on already and the damage that's been done. And it's very hard to turn that around. So it's very easy to say, be stronger, not skinny. Be healthy, not skinny. And, And I get that it's easy to say these things it's very hard to change. If you're 24, 25 and you're eating a lot of processed food, you're eating a lot of takeaways and you are overweight, you know, you've got, um, you're wearing clothes to, to hide certain body parts or you're you're only being seen from certain angles in, in, in your Instagram posts, for example, because you're, you're trying to disguise maybe your size or your shape that that again that's fine but you need to understand that that's not healthy it might be healthy mentally to be rocking this body, body positivity and saying don't give a shit what anyone else says you know I'm, I'm my own person i'm doing my own thing mentally that's super healthy physically that's not so much you know and and i do understand that that myself here sitting here recording this podcast, I've always had a very high metabolism. It's not easy for me to put on weight. It's not easy for me to get fat. And I know that is totally different for many people listening to this podcast. I know some people listening to this just have to look at a bag of crisps and they'll put on a stone. I I know that. I know it's tough. Um, And I, I don't suffer in that way. But I'm also not 25 anymore. So... I am not the Superman that I thought I was at 25, I'm now 43 and I have to fight incredibly hard to keep that metabolism going in the way that it is. I have to fight now to keep the weight off, whereas when I was 24, 25, I didn't really have that worry, I didn't have that concern that I'm going to go out tonight, have a couple of beers and have a McDonald's on the way home and I'm going to wake up like a stone heavier tomorrow. That never happened for me, I was incredibly lucky in that sense. Again. Physically, I might have looked okay, but it wouldn't have done me any good on the inside. Now, as I'm over 40, I have to fight on both fronts. I have to fight to stay fit and healthy on the inside, and I have to fight to stay looking fit and healthy. I cannot get away with what I got away with at 25. And whatever body type you are, whatever your metabolism's like, whoever you are, that's gonna be the same for all of us. We are not the same person as we were 20 years ago. Our metabolism is a little slower. It's harder for us to get fit. It's harder for us to lose weight. And we have to try so much harder. And it's great to to be body positive, like I said, and, and to be looking at other factors, such as being stronger rather than skinny. But for most people, and this is from my own experience with my own clients, most people come to me because they want to lose weight. They're not looking to lose weight because they've got visceral fat sitting around their organs. They're not wanting to lose weight because they're thinking of 10 years, 20 years down the line. Most people who come to me want to lose weight because they want to look better. And most people want to have confidence because a lot of ladies especially don't have that body... body positivity. That's a word I'm really struggling with today. They don't have that body positivity. And most people come to me and say, I want to lose weight. I want to be more confident. I want to look at myself in the mirror and not be ashamed of myself. I want to have my partner look at me like the way he did 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, they don't look at me in that way anymore because my body's not the same. And everyone wants to come to me for that reason they want to look good for a certain reason whether it be a reflection in the mirror for their partner or maybe even for a wedding there's a reason why they want to look good maybe they want to look good naked that is some <laughs> that is something that is hard for anybody to do you have to be a really you have to be in the top top shape i think to look good naked i don't think anyone really looks great when they're stood in the middle of the room absolutely um, completely starkers when in their birthday suit i think you you definitely need some some dim lighting and, um, and you need to work on your angles a little bit i think if you want to look good naked but um, but that's what we want we want to look good and we want to feel good and we want that that confidence that comes from looking good if if we do feel confident in ourselves that comes out outwardly to other people and like i say great if you're 30 stone overweight and you're body confident fair play to you that, that that's brilliant but from a health point of view it's not so great but if you come to me and you want to lose a few stone, and we can get that that little bit of weight off, and you can go out feeling really confident in yourself, then that's amazing. Now, I've got my own wedding to to prepare for, which is about ten months away, and I know what it's like. I, I get the pressure. I've got myself and my partner. We're both thinking about wedding dresses, and well, I'm not thinking about wedding dresses. But I've got to look good in a suit. You know, I want to look good for the wedding. My partner wants wants to look good in her wedding dress and, and on the wedding night and, and throughout the whole thing. So there's there's a real focus there to look good. And and that's what the, the driver is for a lot of people is to look good for an occasion, for a reason. But that doesn't mean that you're healthy on the inside. We need to stop looking at ways to hide what's actually going on. The body positivity for a, for a lot of people is masking the fact that there is stuff going on under the skin that they don't want to address, okay? There's, there's things they know they have to do. They, they could go from the 25 year old person who's 10 stone overweight, to the 35 year old person, body confident, body positive, another 10 stone overweight, that's great. Or they could go to the 35 year old who is in the best shape of their life they're not overweight they're really healthy on the inside and on the outside they're happy they're confident but that let's be honest and truthful here that is a lot harder to get to from the 10 stone overweight 25 year old to the perfectly fit and healthy 35 year old that's a journey that's that's hard to do okay that involves hard work it involves determination, it involves discipline, commitment, you know, you have to be consistent for a long period of time doing the right things over and over and over again, and that is fucking hard to do, it, it is, there's, there's no two ways about it, it is so much easier to find a little bit of body confidence, a bit of body positivity and say, yep, yeah, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I'm rocking, I don't give a shit that I'm 15 stone overweight, this is me, deal with it, great, but that's the easy answer, Buying clothes that cover up the lumps and bumps, that's the easy answer. Doing the exercise, eating nutritionally well six out of seven days a week, that's the hard stuff and that's what people are trying to avoid. Then when you get to a, a certain point in life where you have like a wedding or something like that to, to, to get ready for, a prom maybe or, or any kind of dance, a Christmas dinner will be a good thing this time of year. It's really hard to to hide that. You want to look good for that reason. But again, you're not focusing on what's going on under the skin. I have a saying that if we get if we get it right on the inside, the outside will take care of itself. And that's what we need to look at. We need to look at the bigger picture here. It's it's a case, I think, in a lot in a lot of way, in a lot of times, of forgetting the modern ways, the modern ways are very damaging to our health and to our well-being and to our longevity. There's there's so much pollution in our lives, and, and however you want to look at it, whether it be light pollution, radio waves, radiation, be um, be sugar, you know, be be e numbers in your food, um, oils and fats and trans fats. There's a lot of pollution going into our body, and I think. For a lot of us, it would actually serve us quite well to go back to being a little bit more primal, a little bit more caveman, eating a little bit more natural food, whole foods, you know, single ingredient foods, getting out, getting some fresh air, Walk to the shop, not driving to the shop, Walk into my PT sessions instead of driving to my PT sessions when you live 10 houses away. You know, you have to... You have to look at the damage that the modern world is doing to you, and again, it's it's one of the things that's been brought up to me just just recently. In fact, well, yesterday, to be perfectly honest, I, I took my dad to the hospital. Um, he's as many of you listening to this will know, he's had heart attacks um, over the last six years. He's quite unwell, and he's gone to hospital for a nuclear cardiology scan. Now, he's on a lot of medication. And that, that's grown over the years. And I'm sure there's many people listening to this on medication for one thing or another, whether it be HRT or statins or, or blood pressure tablets, whatever it may be, um, to, to alleviate a symptom, to eradicate a symptom, to make your life better. Okay. Now let's take good old fashioned headache as an example. You have a headache, you take some paracetamol, it doesn't go away you up the ante a little bit and you go to some ibuprofen so you have some ibuprofen throughout the course of a day to alleviate a migraine or a headache and it does the headache goes away but in the meantime you've had four to six ibuprofen now the headache's gone away but the ibuprofen are rotting in your gut this goes on for some time you have headaches every few days every few weeks you have ibuprofen then you start to get a few problems around your gut. You know, you start, you start to feel that you, you're getting a few more colds because your immune system isn't working very well. Your digestive system isn't working very well. You, you're not going to the toilet as regularly as you were before. When you are, it's, it's not great. It's a bit loose. It's a bit firm. It's, it's irregular. This all stems from, from the initial headache. Now, what could have helped you a lot more is getting out getting some fresh air. Doing a little bit of exercise drinking a little bit of bit more water now I'm not saying this is going to help you when you've got the headache but it's these things the fresh air the exercise the good nutrition drinking plenty of water getting good sleep maybe some meditation they're going to stop the exos- they're going to stop the headaches from coming in the first place that is then going to stop you taking medication which is then going to stop the side effects of that medication causing even more problems further down the line this is where you get what I call the meditation clock going on where, Let's picture in our head now, a clock face, and it's six o'clock in the evening. Both hands are pointing at six, um, one hand's pointing at 12, one hand's pointing at six. Six o'clock in the evening, you take an ibuprofen. Then a little bit further down the line, let's say seven o'clock in the evening, you've got that leaky gut syndrome because you've been having these ibuprofins for quite a while now, and you have another medication, another tablet. Maybe maybe it's something really, really simple like some antacids because you're getting a little bit of reflux caused by the ibuprofen. So your first tablet there is your ibuprofen. Then your next tablet is some reflux tablets. Then you find the reflux tablets are blocking you up a little bit and you're not going to the toilet quite as regularly. So you start to have some, some fibrogel or something to make you go a little bit more regular that then may cause another problem and another problem and another problem. And you go around the clock taking tablet after tablet after tablet to fight the side effect of the previous tablet. These issues that you're getting at, say, 10, 11 o'clock at night wouldn't have occurred if you didn't take the tablet at 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Consequently, if you can stop the first tablet and you can address the real problem, which 9 times out of 10, let's be honest, is eating better food, getting some exercise getting some fresh air coming away from your phone your laptop getting some good sleep maybe some meditation all this kind of stuff is going to stop you taking that first tablet that first tablet is going to stop you taking the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and what i find yesterday when i'm at the hospital with my with my dad he's on Lots of medication, a very serious medication, stuff to, to do one thing to his heart, another to do something else to his heart, and another one to lower blood pressure, and another one to lower cholesterol, and another one to thin the blood, and, and all these different things which, had he not had the initial problem, which was brought on by Lifestyle Choices, then he wouldn't be having any of this medication, and each medication he has, the, the side effects get worse and worse, so we have, he'll go to the doctors and he'll have high blood pressure. It's not under control, we're gonna give you a new tablet, this is gonna bring your blood pressure down. Great, so he brings your blood pressure down. He starts having nightmares because the medication is causing side effects, he's having horrendous nightmares. Goes back to doctors, doctor, I'm getting horrendous nightmares, okay? Have this sleeping pill as well, this is gonna help. You have the sleeping pill, oh, doctor, it's causing me to to block to block me up, I'm not going to the toilet so much, okay? Have this tablet, have that tablet, and it's just a constant flow of one tablet after the other, then you get things sorted out, now we find out you're diabetic, oh great, now you've got to have some insulin, okay, you have some insulin, that doesn't work with tablet number four, okay, that causes a reaction with tablet number eight, and so on, and you have to restart all your tablets again, you have to re, re-plan and, and recalculate what works with what, and what doesn't, and what causes this side effect, and that side effect, and it's just a rabbit hole that we really, really don't want to go down, and it's it's seeing things like this, which is my driver, as I go through my life, when I'm doing a workout, when I'm eating well, when, when I'm on a run or something, it's this thought of, of seeing people in the hospital, knowing that everyone's on this same track of this medication clock, where it's just fighting one thing after another after another. It's seeing people like that that makes me push even harder in a workout. It makes me take that next step on a run when my legs are burning, when my lungs are bursting out of my chest just to take that one more step, not to walk up the hill, to carry on jogging up the hill. I just think I don't want to be like that when I'm older. I don't want to be on that medication hamster wheel, that medication clock of just one tablet after another, after another, after another. I I don't want it. And this is what takes me back to the very start of this podcast when I say I see people in the shopping centre sitting down 10, 15, 20 stone overweight, tucking into a bag of crisps or an ice cream or a cake and you don't realize when you're young the damage that that's doing to you how hard it is going to be for you to reverse the effects of of them and i'm not saying of that donut or of that cake because everyone has donuts everyone has cakes everyone has biscuits and and treats and chocolate but it has to be a very small percentage of your of your diet If if you want to have chocolate every day have chocolate every day i have chocolate every day i'm never going to lie about that I have 16, 20 grams of chocolate every day, usually in the evening, as a treat, or I'll have a chocolate protein mousse or something like that. Something that I can look forward to in the evening to say, I've earned this today, I'm gonna relax, I'm gonna have a cup of tea, I'm gonna have a little bit of chocolate. But that's it, I'm not having bad food throughout the rest of the day. The rest of my day is very good, and you want to have the treats, you want to have the good food, but it doesn't want to be 95% of your diet. 95% of your diet needs to be good, to allow for that 5 to 10% of of not so good food, you know? And it's the same with the exercise. No one wants to be out running marathons every day, but do what you can. Move as much as you can, even if it's just two minutes at a time, two minutes worth of squats and press-ups whilst the kettle boils while you're making a cup of tea, you know? Do that while your partner's brushing their teeth. See if you can hold a plank for 30 seconds, 60 seconds while they're brushing their teeth. Do a little bit, as much as you can throughout the day so it might add up to 20 minutes 30 minutes come the end of the day but you haven't driven to the gym you haven't had to have a change of clothes a shower come back hasn't taken out two hours of your day you're just doing two minutes here two minutes there two minutes there and it adds up throughout the course of the day and you'll stay active get out and get some fresh air as much as possible eat well sleep well exercise a little bit if you pay attention to so many conditions that you you might see on TV shows or you might hear in the news for let's just say heart disease, for diabetes, for cancer all the things that you can do to alleviate them symptoms or to to not get in them positions in the first place where these, these illnesses are part of your life is always the same answers always eat better food eat more vegetables eat lean meat eat whole foods get some fresh air relax reduce your stress exercise a little bit get some better sleep it's all the same answers because that's as simple as it is I, I could sit here now and probably cure half the world's problems if we all just ate a little bit better exercise a bit more got some fresh air reduce our stress it's, it's so simple it really is that simple but i also know that depending on your starting position as simple as that is that is horrendously, <laughs> horrendously difficult to do for some people. And I get that. And and I know that starting is the hardest thing. We're coming up to January now. It's December the 3rd as I record this podcast. So in less than a month's time, there's going to be everyone starting their New Year's resolutions on January the 1st. By January the 3rd or 4th, I guarantee 70 to 80% of people who've started these New Year's resolutions will give up because it's tough. It really is so tough to get going, but you just have to make little changes, take little steps and do little pieces every day. Be consistent. That's that's all you've got to do. And whatever you're doing, whether it be eating well, exercising, sleeping, meditation, whatever it is you're choosing to do to improve your life, try and be consistent, consistent and do it for six days out of seven. Have a day where you allow yourself a bit of leeway. You might... You might choose to have a cheat meal on day seven, every week, that's fine. You know, there might be a day where you didn't sleep very well because the kids kept you up during the night, that's fine. But try and be good for the other six days. If you can do that, I'm sure you can make some really good changes and I'm sure you could improve your health. Let's get rid of some of that fat around the internal organs, you know? Let's get you living a longer, healthier life. Let's take you out of the hospital before you actually get there, okay? Let's do some preventative maintenance now so we don't have to do heart surgery later on okay it's really really important that so don't forget everyone if you want to make some changes head over to healthbuddy.fit download the free taste a week of my signature health buddy academy program that's, that's gonna be a great way to start and don't wait for january try it now you've still got like three weeks to christmas try it now see if you can actually lose a few pounds a few kilos before christmas um and then start again in january that's absolutely fine but do that for me that would be a great help um, we're going to talk next week about ice baths, about the benefits, the, the myths we're going to debunk about ice baths, the, um, how much they've changed my life, how much I know they can change yours. And I'll be honest, I was a complete wuss. I hate cold water and they've, they've absolutely revolutionized my life. So definitely worth listening to that one. Um, I've also been told there's a couple of other subjects I need to talk about in the next couple of weeks. Um, grief being one of them and my own illness um, being another Two things that I'm I'm putting off talking about, if I'm perfectly honest, because because they're about me and because they have real honest chats. Um, but we'll talk about them in the next few weeks as well. But check in next week. Benefits of ice baths. Perfect time of year, middle of winter to be doing them. Other than that, have a great week. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And I will see you again on the next podcast.